Hello and welcome to Watermark's Church Leadership Podcast, a conversation with church leaders for church leaders. I'm your host, Adam Tarno, joined as always by my co-host, John McGee. Hey, Adam. And we are joined by no one else. It's just us. <laughs> it's just the inmates yes. are uh, running the asylum. So uh, since it's just us, we thought we'd talk about bad leadership habits. Yes. I love this topic. Which is kind of uh, funny that you- Because what we get to do is we get to talk about leaders who are not in the room that's right not, now. And so no. that's going to be awesome. Uh, so why don't you frame up um, kind of uh, th- this uh, this conversation and we'll just jump right into it. Yeah. A book I read years ago, Marshall Goldsmith, um, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. Basic premise of that book was oftentimes what gets you to a position of leadership is technical skill and ability and hard work. And then to go from being a leader to being a great leader or a respected leader or a leader that leads leaves a good legacy, it's a whole nother set of skills that gets you there. And so in some of his research as a professional executive coach or whatever, uh, and what he realized is that there are some bad habits that often you need to break. So he, in that book, had over... 20, I think, bad habits that he has noticed. And I have been keeping a list over the years of other bad habits. And so my list, and we've got it right here in front of us right now, is uh, 26. I think there's there's 26 bad habits. We're not going to talk about all of them. That would be a really, really long podcast, but we thought it'd be fun to come in and just yeah. talk about five today. Right. right. So, so the, the idea is always, I mean, everyone understands this. If you can name something that you shouldn't do, then you can take the other side of that. And, um, and so as we go through this list, boy, do I do that? What would that look like? Um, you know, to take the other side of that, to improve, what would it look like to ask for feedback? Hey, you know, I was thinking about this one. Do I, do I do this? Yeah. Uh, just like you would listen to uh, a marriage talk and someone talks about the, you know, don't do this thing. Well, go ask your wife if you do that or don't, um, yeah. and then begin to kind of take action. All right. So here's the ground rules for everybody when you're listening is you cannot think about another leader. You have to think about yourself. And so that's ground rules for you and I too. So yes, there's going to be People that are going to pop into your mind when you say this going, oh my gosh, that person over at that organization needs to hear this. So we're going to ask you to just internalize this because we all have these bad habits, you and me included. And so uh, let's let's talk about some of them. You want that's just it. jump into the first Solid. one here? Yeah, that's right. But let's draw a circle around ourselves and Amen. work on everybody inside the circle, Matthew 7 style. Okay, so number one, never enough. Uh, what do you mean by that? So the never enough phenomenon, especially... Uh, let's just use the the two types of people, type A, type B, the type A's that love to mash the accelerator, that are always thinking about what's next. It's never enough. You never cross the finish line, which is an incredibly healthy perspective for a leader to reject the status quo, always be thinking about the next hill you could take. But as a as somebody that's responsible for leading others, what can happen, the bad habit that can happen is that you never pause to be able to celebrate any accomplishments. And so somebody, your team just busted their tail for months to get ready for Christmas Eve or to get ready for uh, this new ministry that's going to launch, whatever it is. And they cross the finish line. It goes better than you could ever expect. And then as a leader, you've got a really important meeting right after that to debrief. And if you come in with, here's the five things that went wrong and why didn't we do this? And you know what? We all need to get ready for the next thing. Like that could be incredibly de- demoralizing to your team. And so one of one of the bad habits that's out there is just this idea. It's never enough. We, we, will, we will never get to be where I want us to be. Yeah. And I've got, boy, personally, I remember, uh, it's been a few years ago, but um, I asked my team to just, you know, dig deep on a really, uh, really, really big project. And it was in addition to everything else they were doing. And they killed it killed it. Yeah. And people are still talking about, um, like, you know, around the country, even, um, uh, what we pulled off and it was, it was so fun. And so the team was in the room 
We've just finished. Uh, the team was in the room, and we're gonna, you know, quote unquote, uh, celebrate. And uh, I'm the last one in, and uh, and so I walk in, and I, I take like ten seconds, if that, guys, that was awesome. Da, 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 da. And then I just jump into, hey, next time, or here's what's in my head for what's next. Yes. you know. And I wish I had that moment back, yeah. uh, and because uh, I could just kind of see the. The faces, like, I mean, we, we're exhausted. Yeah. You know, we ran a marathon. We're dehydrated. Can we just talk about this race before we, you know, talk about the next? And uh, it was, it was a miss. And, um, and it, I think you know, what's interesting is, as I look back at that one, the entire time this was a, like in a big two day event. Like I was so proud of my team. Yeah, I was so proud and so grateful, and noticed a hundred things that they had done that I, I, I just, you know, I uh, was just. I was bursting uh, with pride. And so I noticed it all. Uh, I just didn't take time to kind of get it out of my head and uh, and share it with them. I was on to the next thing. It just It was a big miss. And so I was thinking, man, if I'm on that team, I don't want to go hard uh, again because <laughs> it's going to take us six months of planning and we get, what, 20 seconds of celebration, yeah. I'm out on that. I wouldn't want to be led uh, that way. Uh, even, you know, even though I'm a very forward thinking person, I still would want to like celebrate and um, let's just sit here and talk about the race and talk about the ups and the downs and our, our funny moments uh, of that. So I think, I think it's solid. And it makes sense as leaders that we would not ever want to take the foot off the accelerator because the fear is people will take the foot off the accelerator and progress will come. So, so if I, if I celebrate too much, they're going to go, Oh, well, this is all it takes. Well, now I'll, I'll go down a notch. And I think what we see is the, the opposite happens. Then you take time to celebrate, you recognize people, which we'll talk about here in a little bit too. It's one of the other bad habits. They, they respond better and, uh, and usually you can go further, uh, maybe even faster than you wanted to, to get to the next goals. But so as leaders, we've just got to take time, pause, celebrate, pat people on the back, recognize them, uh, and not always just keep that foot, uh, the pedal to the metal there. So never enough. Love it. Okay. Number two, uh, withholding information. Yeah. So especially nowadays, because we're not all making widgets anymore and we're in this information economy, information can be really, can be power. And a lot of times I think the dark side of leadership is really the dark side of humanity. And that is sometimes it's really powerful or it feels great to have a secret and to know information either about people or about something. And uh, where leaders are, are we love that power sometimes. And so we can withhold information from people because we think either we don't trust them with that information or we just like the way it feels to to know that we're kind of one up on somebody because we've got this secret information. Or at worst, maybe we'll manipulate the circumstances and go, I'm going to share about this situation. I'm going to share this with John. And then I'm going to go over here and share that with David. And then when I'm with Jeff, I'm going to share something different. And so that can just become a bad habit. It's just, it's just this idea of surprising people with how much you know uh, at, at different times. Yeah. And it, it really, it really does put you in a position of power. Yeah. If you, uh, if you've got information that others don't, you now, you know, have a, a sense of power or, you know, um, you've got some capital uh, somehow, you know, there was, a, I think it was a, a book or an article called Buzz Capital. And yeah. So you've got something, you've got, you're in the know in a way that others aren't. Um, and so you've got to ask yourself, man, is that, is that what I'm after? Uh, do I want to be powerful or do I want to be effective or do I want to lead effective teams? And I, I think, uh, well, I know, 
know, you get better results when everybody knows yeah. as much as possible. And one of what our, our mantras on our team is everybody's business is everybody's business. And I don't want siloed information um, out where people know something. And so they, um, they kind of guard it uh, closely. I want everybody that's even remotely related to that to know, you know, not the granular detail, but as much as they would be helpful, I want them uh, to know that. And then I really do think, um, I'll make this statement. I think information is love to many people. That's like you, so good. you, you yeah. want to show them you love them, like let them know as much as you know, um, and they will feel cared for. They will feel valued and they will feel like, Hey, I'm, I'm in this with you and uh, you're going to get my best. Yeah. That's really good. And, and, and if you're leading a group of people and you don't know whether or not the people on your team, uh, feel loved by information, ask them. That's a great question to ask at the team meeting is just go, hey, generally speaking, when if I was going to report things that are going on about the church, maybe some meetings you're not in, let you know what's going on there. Do, does that information bless you or is that information you're like, that doesn't affect my job, I don't care. And I think what you'll see is most of the people are like, ah, that would, I just want to know what's going on. We're a family and it's just, it's helpful. And if you have relational trust and you're hiring adults, you can trust them with this information. And if not, if they can't, then that becomes a great discipleship moment where you can go, why didn't I share that with you in confidence? Uh, meaning this was not a conversation starter outside of the church or with other people. And we found out that you went and were blabbing all of this. Uh, talk me through that. Help me understand. It can become a great discipleship moment there right, too. Yeah. So t- there's, there are, and there's, there's some discretionary moments. Absolutely. Like I, I, I'm sure people can kind of sift through that. Um, but we will start, you know, some conversations in rooms and say, uh, I'm going to share this with you and you are now responsible um, for where this goes. Meaning that like if, if, kind of this gets out, it's, it's yours. I trust you, but you're now responsible um, for that because it wouldn't be helpful for whatever reason, um, right. Or, or loving um, to let, to let this kind of become party conversation. And so I trust you. Uh, and with that comes a responsibility. So, you know, even some, and this is, God, this is just so rare, but even, um, you know, it, uh, we'll tell them like, if your spouse is likely to post this up on social media, then you need to have a discussion, you know, uh, with them. And, uh, cause you're, you're responsible. And yeah. so like, that's going to come back ultimately up to you. But it, but by and large, um, I think uh, you don't want to withhold information and you'll get the best. You'll get people thinking about um, whatever it is you're working on uh, with kind of all their leadership uh, energy as opposed to, I just make this small little widget. I press this button, you know, I'm a cog in the machine or no, I, I kind of get to think about all of this and uh, because I'm let in. So yeah, uh, habits that, need, that we need to break. We got to be able to share that information. We got to have that abundance mindset, not that scarcity mindset and just go, I, I just want to share and make sure everybody... Uh, is on the same page. Usually, I like what you said, usually information communicates love to people. So, so Jesus, Jesus, as he walked, he was like, the guys didn't always understand, Yeah, but he's letting them know, hey guys, this is what's going to happen. Yes. You know, and they were generally confused. Refused but. to believe him, but it was information nonetheless. <laughs> he, he let them know. Okay, number That's three. Good. All right. So never enough, withhold information. Uh, the third one that we have here is, this is kind of, we're going to get deep here, but I think this is uh, really helpful for a lot of our audience. And so we would say it this way, starting, your sentences or conversations with the words no, but, or however. Man, what in the world do you mean by that? Yeah, and so it's really amazing to think about how often you or leaders will start conversations with people on their team, peers, other leaders with these negative qualifiers. And what that really communicates, and this is not our intention, but what it communicates is I'm right and you are wrong. And as we all know, it is really difficult to be in a relationship with somebody who is always right. And so if 
somebody on your team is bringing some bad news or they're bringing a problem that they're facing trying to get something done, a task accomplished, and you just are responding to them with, no, that's not right, or but this is how that should happen. Well, however it should be this way, that's a bad habit. That is frustrating to the people on your team. It's a lack of empathy. It's just this showing of, hey, I've got it figured out, you idiot. If you knew as much as I did, you fool, then you would realize the way you're thinking about it is wrong. And now, leader, that's not what we intend to communicate. So this is this is the essence of a habit. It's something we do that we don't even realize that we're doing it that can have a negative impact on the people that we lead. And so we just need to think about how are we starting our sentences? Are we always pushing back with with no but or however? And and if that's the case, we got to understand that that can come across uh, really, really frustrating. Yeah, that's what. And so. Um... Yeah, but I think what you're saying is like your your response that that first response uh, is going to have a lot to do with uh, however many great ideas people bring to you going forward, or suggestions, or thoughts, and things. Yeah. Like how you respond in that moment. So the what, great TED talk on empathy that says there's never the response that starts with at least like nothing good ever comes out of that. You know, hey, we just had a marriage, a miscarriage. Well, at least you can get pregnant, or the marriage is not going well. At least you have a marriage. Like we all know. That that that's annoying to be around people that way. Yeah, that you don't not... you don't take you don't take um, those situations to that to the at least person. No. You're not going to take your ideas to the uh, no but however uh, yep. person. So if, if you thought through uh, Adam, because this is one that you've been thinking about, not me. But if you thought through better words, just like to train yourself to uh, to lead with in those I, moments. I think you're great at this, and you don't know I'm going to say this. I think you do a really good job at this. Where where if somebody puts a perspective out there, what you've said to me over the years is like that's a really good way to think about that. Uh, you might be right. Right. Uh, however, can I share another perspective? And so the however, yeah, you get there, but it's just it's just a simple little change in our communication sometimes to go, first of all, from a, a humility perspective, you may be right. Right. Just my perspective on the world is not always the perspective on the world. So it just like, let's just recognize that the way somebody on my team or a peer or above me is looking at something, they may be right. Just because I don't agree with it right away doesn't mean I have to just go in with no butter, however. So just not making those your first words because of what it communicates, but starting off with that's really good. That's thoughtful. I mean, little things like that can just go a long way to make that our first response. Yeah, that's good. You will get the best out of people, I think. Um, and I think probably it'd be interesting to ask Todd uh, his recollection of his dealings with me um, early on. And he probably did that. That's probably why I'm still here um, because he would at least say, I, I can understand how that might be the case. You know, he didn't uh, uh, say what he was probably thinking. Like, that's the craziest idea that I've uh, ever heard. So, uh, because of that, he got to grow and help kind of form me into the leader that I am. Yeah. Um, you know, he had a voice because uh, he wasn't always just shooting me down or shooting down my ideas. So I, I think- So a simple one here, just ask somebody who you know and trust that's in a lot of meetings with you, just go, hey, put put a little tick mark. You know, we'll, we'll help each other with filler words, the ums, the you knows, the rights, and yeah, or good. some people- have to pay for using cuss words or whatever if you're struggling there. So this is another another thing. Maybe you just say, I, there's a quarter for every time or a dollar or $5, or whatever it is, for every time I start a sentence with no butter, however, I really want to break this habit. I want to I want to have a different response. It's a great way to break that habit, Put make it make it cost yeah. something it, to you. It's just before we transition out of this one, Adam, I think too, um, you know, people are probably thinking about them as uh, a leader. 
when they're, when they're listening to this, I would also say a, a fellow team member, you need to be thinking about this. Am yeah. I the, it's so, you know, what, one of the things I, I tell my team is I want to think uh, what if not, why not? That's good. And so when we throw something out, let's don't all jump on it and say, this is why this would never work. Yeah. Um, we'll say, well, let's sit with that for a second. What, what if, um, because I just don't want to work with people that immediately say, this is why that won't happen. And you cut off the creative process. You cut off the, the potential dream, the improving, you know, a, a decent idea can get to a great idea. If you'll just sit with it sometimes and just kind of keep improving on it. And so then someone, uh, that's one of our phrases around here. Let me throw out a bad idea that will lead to a good idea. Yes. Right. And so like no one then goes, well, that's a terrible idea. Like I've already said that and uh, now let's improve upon it, but, but be the kind of the, what if not, why not person uh, as, as a leader. And then also as a, as a teammate. So, okay. Awesome. All right. Uh, never enough withhold information starting your sentences or rebuttals with no, but, or however. And uh, the fourth one, and this is one that I know you uh, feel pretty passionately about is claiming credit that we don't deserve. Why don't yeah. you talk about that? Well, I, Golly, I can from every side of this. Uh, I know, um, you know, we, we've all we've all been there when someone just kind of snagged credit for something that you busted your tail for, and that's no fun. Um, but more, I'm thinking about um, what you get in from people uh, when you when you share the win uh, is, is a great phrase. You want to share the win, uh, or when you we take time to really. Um, um, kind of honor uh, someone who's played a part in this. And I mean, if you're going to err, like a good uh, axiom is if you're going to err on one side, like give them more credit than yeah. they deserve yeah. even, um, that that will kind of endear them to you. They will uh, have confidence for um, the next, you know, um, kind of the next thing. And so um, you can, if you have the microphone or you're the front of the room, you can claim credit and, and you will... Um, you might be more well thought of, uh, you might have more power, uh, but I think you end up losing, uh, the end. And so it's just something I, I try to do. I, 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 you know, if my team's listening to this, they go, John, you could probably get better at it. Um, uh, but, I, but I try, I try. That's why we're doing this episode. Uh, this is, they, this is all they email. Thank yeah. you. This is actually an intervention. Um, but, uh, I, I'm trying to get better at just honoring, acknowledging, um, it, the, credit where it's, where it's due and people, and especially people there's for anything that's very visible and very public. Uh, it means there's a lot of people that did a lot of things behind the scene. Yeah. And, uh, and you want to just make sure they, the spotlight will never be on them and no one will ever know, but you want to make sure that they get kind of honored uh, through the process as well. And uh, I think you'll get your, their best uh, as a result. And we just saw this yesterday in our staff meeting. And so Jonathan Pecluda, our campus pastor, a really gifted one to many communicator, does it uh, really, really well at, in our staff meeting was talking about how he thinks through message prep. And before he got into the way he thinks about it, he gave a bunch of people credit. He said, every sermon yeah. that you hear, it is a team effort. I listen to others and then I take their feedback. And it was just a way for him to 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 not claim credit that he didn't deserve. It was, a re it was an act of humility. And I think it really blessed a lot of people. Yeah. And so the, ne so the next time he you know, goes through a sermon preparation process and those people are in the room, right? They feel valued. They're yeah. going to bring their best. Yeah. Uh, if it was all fundamentally about JP, then they're going to give, you know, here, here's a thought, take it or leave it. Um, yeah. I'm not really dialed in, but Hey, you know, I know, I know you recognized me and I, I was at that staff meeting when you told everybody that they, this was a big part of that message. It was so great. was 
these specific people. Like yeah. now I'm leaning in and, and I win. I could have taken that short-term uh, credit and, and you know, quote unquote, how to win. I, I'm going to get a lot more for a lot longer uh, by sharing the win. And so the principle that, you know, we've all, or many of us have read from Good to Great or Good to Great by Jim Collins and with the level five leader, the idea of the of the window in the mirror is as leaders, we got to know when to look through the window and then when to look in a mirror. And you look through the window when you just got to win and something's going well, you look at a window and you look for the people on your team to praise and to give credit to. And when things go wrong, that's when you look in the mirror and and you just go, okay, that was probably me. And so you just got to know as a leader, we can't always be, uh, when, when things go well and you're looking in the mirror and you're claiming credit for yourself, that's annoying. That's a bad habit. That's that's discouraging. Yeah. And uh, and then when things don't go well, you don't want to always look through the window and blame everybody else on your team. And so we just got to know when to be able to use all those. That's good. And I would just say, just as a observation, that uh, the higher up, I'll say it this way, the higher up the org chart uh, you are, the more your affirmation um, and credit kind of sharing um is uh, is valued. Yeah. There's, there's a multiplier on it, and so Todd's really good. Um, you know, after something that just goes amazing, um, he'll just name out some people and hey, killed it. You killed it. You killed it. Thank you so much. And it, it, what's really interesting to me is like the the more behind the scenes someone is around here, generally the more he tends to to celebrate them. You yeah. know, and so. Um, our facility staff, a lot of times they've got like standing ovations and, so you know, and I yeah. can't remember the last time you got a standing ovation, you know, uh, never, but our facilities guys have. Yeah. And so Todd just wants some people to go, I listen, like you, like you're a part of all of this, yep. you know, and I, I preached on Sunday morning. I did my part, use my gifts, but you guys have too. And we all share, we all share this. And um, so it's just uh, really, really good sharing, sharing that win. So, right. um, so never enough withholding information, starting with no butter, however, claiming credit you don't deserve. And so last one here real quick, uh, John would be this refusing to express regret. Why don't you talk about that one? Yeah, I think, um, you know, as le- uh, people, as humanity, yeah. uh, we've got to see um, our part in uh, conflict, our part in any kind of, you know, if there's a relationship that I have, I assume there's something I've done to frustrate, disappoint, uh, anger the other person. And I've got to uh, express regret and ask ask for uh, forgiveness specifically, very different than, hey, I'm sorry for this thing, or I'm sorry that that frustrated you. Like, I need to ask your forgiveness for. Um, and it's, it's a position of humility um, that I think a lot of times leaders think, well, if I lower myself, then, then they'll, they'll never get the respect back or uh, they'll never listen to me again. And I think it is just the opposite. Yeah. When you look someone in the eye and say, boy, I blew it. Um, and I really need you, uh, to forgive me. And so once you tell me what I did, like, so I'm fully understand and then, okay, man, I'm really sorry. I don't want to be that person. I did. I, I failed you. Will you please uh, forgive me? And, um, that generally will, that, that helps you so much more than staying in this, um, you know, alternate universe that only you live in, you know, the King who thinks he's wearing clothes and everyone else is, is playing along. Like you're true to who you are and they, the people will, will uh, follow. We're talking about leadership. They will follow that. Yeah. And um, no one wants to uh, follow a self-deluded uh, person. Yeah. And so not, and it's just way easier and takes less time to express regret than it is to spin and like try to come up with an angle that goes, oh, see, that wasn't a mistake. It really led to all this. And it's like, man, that, yeah, you got to turn that situation sideways and kind of look at it from a very specific angle to have that perspective. Just call it what it is. And uh, if nothing else, what it does 
in the building of trust in the relationships with those on your team, it's it's well worth it. Even if maybe you're not in a hundred percent agreement that it was a mistake, it it's it's often worth it to express that that yeah. humility. Yeah, and I so I'm not talking about someone in this organization. I'm talking about someone outside. Um, and I was with kind of a, a larger or this. Um, yeah, well, it's just someone in another organization who's, who's pretty pretty prominent, and uh, they ask. They said uh, for forgiveness, they kind of failed. And I, I was kind of watching this go down. I go, I don't really think you think you did anything wrong. Yeah. Uh, I think you think you're a victim of circumstance and that uh, people are just kind of, um, you feel you feel misunderstood. That's good. And so you're just kind of doing this pragmatic move to uh, ask for forgiveness just because you want to check the box. And I was like, I think, I don't think that worked for the people that followed That's you. That's good. And so uh, I think the higher up the organization you get, the more you like insincerity, uh, you're going to have to ask for forgiveness and ask people to under, like, be able to express, um, you know, ways that they've failed you. Now, not every little hangnail, every yeah. little infraction. Not, it is a glory of a man to overlook an offense for sure. Um, but just own it and, yeah. like, and don't, and don't spin it as I, I think I was misunderstood. So I'm gonna ask your forgiveness or, um, you know, I, circumstantially, this is what was going on. Just own it. Yep. And, and people, people will follow that. Yep. That's great. These are, you know, again, we could go through all uh, the, the other 21 of these. There's so many bad habits that we struggle with as leaders. So I think just as a takeaway for those that are maybe driving around, listening to this on a treadmill, here's five questions that you, you could take all of these bad habits and just go to your team, go to your peers, go to those above you and just say, how am I doing with this? So do I, do you feel like I celebrate accomplishments or do I always, am I always mashing the accelerator and thinking about what could be and thinking about what didn't go the way I wanted it? So do I struggle with never enough? Do I withhold information? Just asking, do you feel like I, I am free with that information? Do I put myself in a position of one up? Do I, do, do I, am I the captain of no to you? Do I, do I put off this, uh, this attitude that I'm right and you're wrong? Do you feel like I rob credit that I don't deserve? And do you feel like I own my mistakes? I bet you'll have some really good conversations in your next team meeting. Just pick one or two of those and just throw them out there and, and see what happens. Because as leaders, we all have these habits and we've got to be aware of them so that we can try to change them. So John, before we wrap up, any final thoughts? No, I think, um, you know, when a leader gets better, Everybody gets better. There you go. Um, the church is stronger. Uh, the mission uh, in your city, in your church, uh, the mission of, of Christ here on this earth gets better. And so uh, these aren't just kind of interesting uh, intellectual side notes. Um, this is this is real uh, stuff that matters. And so well, we owe we owe it to um, to God and to those that we lead to always be trying to improve our leadership because, the, because the mission matters. It does. Well, if you've been listening on iTunes and you wouldn't mind giving us a rating or a review, we would really appreciate that. If you have any questions or comments about today's episode or topics you'd like for us to consider in future episodes, please feel free to contact us via email. We can be reached at clp at watermark.org. Thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you again next time.